Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the latest episode at the Pet Photographers Club. So we recorded this episode with Karen Black way back at the start of the year pre-COVID craziness. Um, We ended up pushing it back because we had other content that we wanted to share with you guys that was relevant to how you might be getting through quarantine measures, through lockdown measures. So turn to Karen, we pushed this back, but it is finally, I think, ready to share it because it's actually one of my favorite interviews that we've ever done. Karen's pause for Oz movement was just so inspiring and as you all know I am a big big fan of anything to do with charitable strategies, charitable marketing so we can't wait to share this. This is another one of our episodes that has bonus content if you are a member so if you are a member and you're listening to this on like iTunes or Stitcher anywhere where it's the free episode then I highly recommend you jump into your member zone. You can download the full episode and that way you won't miss all the awesome extra bonus content at the end. So just to save you from having to switch halfway through, I'm telling you now, you can jump on in, you can download it if you want to listen to it while you're on the go, or you can just listen to it from the app or on your desktop. Okay, without any further ado, let's dive into this episode. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Kirsty of Bits of Bernard Photography. And I'm Caitlin of Ragamuffin Pet Photography. And welcome to Season 6, Episode 3 of the Pet Photographers Club. On the heels of a dinner party in which the Australian wildfires and their catastrophic impact on the wildlife were discussed amongst other animal-loving friends, our guest today was inspired to create a fundraising initiative that has raised over $20,000 to date. It's Karen Black of Indigo Pet Photography chatting all about her Paws for Oz fundraiser. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the show. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Christy. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, oh we're absolutely fascinated about what you've been doing. Um, yeah, it's it's been such a great initiative to watch. Sorry, guys. Did you hear my little intro there? Because I can't see it on the... Yes, I did. Okay, cool. We'll ignore that bit. Edit that bit out. <laughs> So, Karen, um, we want to chat with you all about um, Pause for Oz, as we just mentioned. But before we dive into that, um, how about you give the listener a bit of background into Indigo Pet Photography, who you are, how that all got started, and um, and then we'll go from there. Okay, sounds good. Um, I, uh, I was the same as pretty much everybody you've interviewed, you know, always loved animals and I always wanted to do something with animals, but it wasn't coming together for me. Um, I got into photography as a hobbyist and, um, I'm pretty much self-trained for the most part. And I did a lot of traveling in my thirties and that's when I started to get more serious about uh, photography. And I, I focused a lot. I was in Italy a lot and, you know, how can you not be out with a camera everywhere in Italy, every waking (laughs) minute of every day. And the funny part was that all of my images featured sheep and cats and dogs and horses. And people would always comment on that as well. And it got me thinking more about how I really am drawn to animals. And, um, after I lost my heart dog and realized I didn't have great images of her, you know, cause I've never really 
thought that much about it. Um, mm-hmm. I had iPhone images. I didn't have that many like photography uh, shots of her. And um, anyway, so after she passed away and I had my new dog, I just never stopped photographing him. And then I thought, hmm, I wonder if this is a thing. <laughs> and um, I got online and I found Beautiful Beasties. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I believe you interviewed Jamie Flukop. I remember Beautiful Beasties. Yeah. And um, it was like a, a for those of you who, who don't, it was an online forum pre-Facebook group days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you could, you could sign up and we had all different discussion groups and that sort of thing. Um, that's also how I found out that professional phot- pet photography was really a thing. It was in its very early stages at the time, but yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, I had started doing a lot more of photographing friends and uh, for, or friends' dogs and um, cats and uh, Jamie from Beautiful Beasties was doing a sort of a road trip around the States and she was coming up to Buffalo and she was doing um, mentoring sessions. And I'm like maybe 40 minutes from Buffalo over the border from where I live in Canada. And so I signed up for a couple of sessions with her and I thought if she, if she sort of looks at my work and says, yeah, you're not that bad. Then I thought, <laughs> okay, maybe I'll give it a go <laughs> in for a penny and for a pound. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, that really got me starting seriously about it. And, um, the next thing that I decided I would work towards was I found Nicole Begley and before she really she had hair of the dog but it wasn't a really big thing and um I signed up for a I think it was a three-day workshop or two-day workshop with her in Pittsburgh and then the rest is history like I was like in deep and knew that that's what I was going going to shift my gears and head in that direction Awesome. I love how, um, how readily you dive into educating. I think it's something that a lot of photographers feel like hesitant to do, but I, whenever people do it, you can always see it pages in their business. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I am an education junkie. <laughs> yeah, love it. I am too. So yeah, woman after my own heart. So <laughs> let's, um, so how long had you been shooting professionally with Indigo Pet Photography before starting Pause for Oz, before this year? Uh, I started my business in 2016, so four mm-hmm. years. Yeah. So, yeah. And did you already have like a, a decent network of other pet friends, like that sort of thing? Uh, that's interesting you say that because that was one of the – the most awesome things that I got from doing the workshop at Nicole's, uh, mm-hmm. it, it was just that there were other people there who I was able to talk with online about photography. And, um, it, I just found that networking component really helped me a lot as well. And, uh, I did also, I was very lucky. I got to do a Barca, 
Um, Oh, awesome. I know. Yeah. I did one in France and the networking there was phenomenal and I'm still friends with so many people from there. And, um, yeah, that I highly recommend. (laughs) It was amazing. So, So, sorry. Um, Karen, having that network already has, I'm sure been amazing for, um, Indigo Peptography, like just keeping each other inspired and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. but, or it also must have helped a lot um, when you launched Pause for Oz because then, you know, you must have had all of those people helping um, spread it for you. So did you find that the um, initial people who jumped on board with Pause for Oz were people in your immediate network or um, you were able to get the word out in another way about your initiative? Um, what I did was first I, I talked to a couple of people. I talked to Holly Montgomery and I talked to Nicole and I just sort of floated the idea by them to get their reaction. Cause I didn't want to, you know, sort of jump in with both feet unless I had an idea whether or not people who might do it, you know, I, I just wanted to gauge people's reaction to the overall concept and, um, so once I did that and got really positive responses from them, um, I was able to share it on Hair of the Dog and in a couple of other forums. But let's rewind. Um, do you want to give people who aren't aware of what the initiative is, what what we've been doing, um, what it basically is that Pause for Oz is doing? Right. Um, well, in the intro, you kind of touched on it that I was out at a dinner party and there were some Australian friends there and we were all talking about the bushfires and um, how upsetting it was. And, uh, you know, you get on Facebook and it was just relentless, all of the videos. Because This was at the beginning of the year, wasn't it, Karen, before we had COVID-19? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, you guys had already been through the droughts and then you were hit by the fires and it just, it was, it was just heartbreaking. And I mean, to be honest, I was, I was in tears watching koala videos, you know? And, um, anyway, so we were talking at this party, you know, we wish we could do something. And I, was home, sleeping, woke up, lying in bed, thinking, there's got to be something we can do. I mean, we're not close. It would have to be something along the lines of a fundraiser. And I thought, well, yeah, sure, I can do a fundraiser and raise maybe $1,000. But what if I expanded it? Because it it is something that is, you know, it's on the global stage. And I thought, what if I expanded the reach of this and invited other pet photographers to participate. And then we could together not only raise more money, but we would also help to raise the profile of pet photography as a genre. I love that, Karen. I love how instead of just thinking, how can I do something? You just really opened, you know, you went, actually, I have access to pet photographers around the world and everybody is aware of what's going on. So let's, let's work together. And like you said, also raise the, the awareness of, well, not awareness, but the name of um, pet photography being a thing. I just, I love how you expanded it. And I think that can be done so many times. Like Caitlin and I are working with Tiffany now about Barking Beautiful, um, bringing photographers together, which we were really inspired by the way that you're doing um, Pause of Oz, Karen. And, you know, if you, if anybody else has any other um, 
ideas that would work as a team, I think we should. I love it how you've just really gone, nah, let's do it. So congratulations to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. So you've got, do you know how many photographers in the end um, ended up joining the movement? Uh, There were 30, I believe, at the last count, I believe there were 30 on the website. Um, Some people, I'm not sure if they managed to have their sessions um, for myriad reasons, you know, like it doesn't always work for everybody um, timing wise. And, uh, but, you know, overall we had fantastic participation and um, you know, some people sold out their sessions and some people, you know, uh, they either, a couple of people didn't have any nibbles at all, uh, but the group was there to support and to try and help them, to find different ways to look at it, to approach it, to market it. Um, it was, it was a really, really great dynamic in the group. And I mean, even if, even if somebody had one session, that was 50 more dollars towards the cause because the, uh, the concept was that people donated, uh, $50 Australian dollars, um, directly to the pause for Oz, which directly sent it to, um, Wildlife Victoria, our, our charity. Which is also a great idea. So you're not handling of money. That made a huge difference. Nobody had to touch the money. I think it was really clean for the consumer. Like they didn't have to sort of wonder. Uh, yes, they're not worrying about like, is this donation going? Yeah, we'll put a link to um, your Australian Bush file appear. Uh, appeal go fundraise page um go you for hitting your twenty thousand dollar target by the way but yeah and and such also a great idea to have it be a minimum fifty dollar uh, donation so if someone wants to donate five hundred dollars if someone do you know what I mean like yes. it gives that flexibility some people probably did take the fifty dollar donation and then they got a session out of it um but it doesn't it doesn't lock people into that donation and then you had the directory um on the pause for Oz page yeah. so people could find you know there's photographers in Australia Canada the United States which is great for SEO yep um and adds adds credibility yeah. to all of the photographers participating too mm-hmm. that there's a, a main page it's not just them as you're saying doing their own little fundraiser it's part of a bigger cause so I think that was a really smart way to to handle it um so talk me through like how your own sessions worked for this were you then um you know doing print sales or like how did that work for you I'm just going to step back for a second and say one of the things that the way it was set up was, you know, the $50 donation, but every photographer had license to come up with something that worked for them that they offered for the $50. Um, So, you know, it was, you might just get a watermarked file or you might get a print or you might get a digital file. It was up to whomever. So what I did was I offered a, um, digital file that would print up to eight by 10. And I offered, uh, if they made a donation of a hundred dollars, I offered them a $200 product credit that they could either have as a product credit from this session or put it towards a future session. That would be a full session. Oh, I love that. 
How many people or what sort of percentage took that up, if anybody, Karen? I would say 25% almost. Right. And, you know, like the cool thing about all of this is there was a lot of pivoting going on from the minute we started, you know, the Facebook page where we were all working together trying to sort of iron out the creases and everything and make it more manageable. Like originally I had some dates that we were all going to work towards so that it would, it it would be easier to report back, you know, to press or whatever. Um, And uh, it was like, no, this is too, too restricting. Okay. That's gone. (laughs) You know, like it was, there was a lot of those sort of situations where we sort of pivoted. And what I discovered was I was getting right out of the get go. I wasn't happy that I'd done a digital file. It wasn't costing me anything, but I I wasn't really happy that I was doing that. So I sat down and thought, Oh, I know what I'm going to say. I, so I, they would, could have that. But I said, most of my clients have, you know, they prefer a printed version. So if you like, cause I had clients who'd done it, who'd worked with me before who booked a session and they asked if they could have a print instead. And I said, yes, for another $50 mm-hmm. that covered my costs then. So I then offered the printed version to people for the additional money. Mm-hmm. And that, and so then I wasn't losing out at all. Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. So then they got the print and the digital and it was only $50 for them. No, they did their initial donation and then they paid me $50 and what they got was the print and an accompanying sharing file. They didn't get the digital. Oh, okay. So they got the image social media, like resize the social media, small web file. Yeah, got it. So they booked... Um, online by making the $50 donation directly to the GoFundMe page. Right. And then, okay, so the process was that they would come to my website, they would choose a date for a session, they would book their session, they would then click a link that would take them directly to my team member donation page they would make their donation and then they would forward me their receipt so that I had confirmation gotcha and you know the geek in me uh so you were doing like an online calendar so you weren't having to organize 16 mini sessions you had it like acuity or something like that well I I did it through um gravity forms I have a wordpress site and I did it all through gravity forms I tried all the f- the freebies and the acuity and everything. It was just <laughs> taking me too much time. I mean, everything had to happen so fast. We went from like the idea happened on around the 6th of January and the website was up and we were launching by the 26th of January. Wow. Go you. Yeah. And I guess because it was linked to a current um, event, that's why you had to do it so quickly, right? Well, that, and we didn't want to miss out on the window of opportunity, right? Because the media was like hammering people with it. So it was top of mind for everybody. And I really wanted us to be able to capitalize on that. In terms of, you know, the logistics of these sessions. So they were mini sessions, right? Yes. I did uh, 15 minutes. Oh, super mini sessions. Awesome. Yeah. At final photos, would you be showing a, cl- a client? 
I promised between three and five and I showed anywhere. I ended up with most of the dogs showing anywhere from eight to 15 and one I think was 20. Wow. In 15 minutes is awesome. Oh my God. He was amazing. And he was an Australian (laughs) terrier. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Okay. And then did they purchase straight away? Did they have an online gallery? Like where, how did they see those photos? Oh, when, when they were there, I told them that we, and I had already sort of planted the seed of in-person sales. I really wanted to, I really wanted to use this opportunity for two, two things. One was to work on my studio lighting Mm -hmm. because this is, you know, somewhat new to me. And I just really wanted to do, to, to use this as an opportunity to expand my knowledge and practice. Projects like these are great for that. Yeah. And the other thing is I'm not super comfortable with in-person sales and I'm actually not that great at it. So (laughs) I'm just, you know, like really, I thought, okay, so if I force myself to edit within a week um, and then I schedule in-person sales sessions and have people come in one after another, then it'll get easier. And it did. I just love the way how that works. I remember when I did my very first book project, I hadn't really done a lot of in-person sales before, but just having, you know, that quantity of people coming in, it really sort of, um, it's sink or swim and you do end up swimming, but yeah, it's really good practice. Okay. Um, I'm going to pause us here because we have reached already our 20 minute limit for the uh, free episode that is going out. We still have so much that we want to chat to you about Karen. Specifically, we want to talk more about how you're doing those print sales, even with these 15 minute mini sessions, you know, what, what your clients were ordering, what that looked like for you. And we also are dying to chat about how you actually did the publicity for this movement. So we want to hear about how you got that word out there because your Pause for Oz movement was all over social media, media outlets. Um, So yeah, dying to hear how you achieved that. But we will pause this here. This is the end of the free episode. We very much hope that you enjoyed listening to Karen Black chat about Pause for Oz. We will have the links to everything in the show notes as always. And if you are a member, don't forget that you can listen to the second half of this interview, the bonus content, that's going to be in the member zone. If you're not a member of the club yet, you can join us. We would love, love, love to have you. It's only $10 a month. There is a bunch of bonus content for our members and your support goes a long way to helping us actually keep this podcast up and running. Okay, everyone. I hope you are having a lovely week and you're staying safe and we will chat to you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.